Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, we are Katie and Mikey. We are welcome to the raw room. Mm-hmm. Even though Mikey here being a fat ass right now. He's some tomatoes, or actually, I'm being a healthy ass. Oh, you being a healthy ass? What you eating? Sun-dried tomatoes. Oh, okay. Healthy eating ass, Michael Bostic, a.k.a. the Hook King Classic. We are here on a very special Saturday edition of Inside the Raw Zone. As we get to dive into the fuck shit that we did last weekend. That's a fact. Mikey, whole week. take it mm-hmm. over. So last week, we had a um, a great wrestling event. I'm sure mm-hmm. some of you have heard of it. It's called Jobber Slam. Hosted by oh. Club Pro and the Jobber Tears podcast. So shout out to Joaquin Morales, Mr. Black, Sir Wilkins, now from HR, Big Baby. For putting on one of those once in a lifetime generational spectacular indie show for us to enjoy. Um card was immaculate from top to bottom. Um even down to no, even down to the referees, the the ring announcer. Everything was just, it was on point. It was love. Um, it, was love for, it was love for each other. It was love for the, the, the sport of wrestling. Um, and and to be front row and center while this was being planned and, and knowing and seeing a lot of the things behind the scenes and what was going on and things like that, I'm, I'm very, very happy that the show... Um, buzz as it was, because I, I I I wasn't nervous about it, but as time was ticking, I got less nervous about it. I tell you that, whatever that was, um, that was going on, it was like it was it was it was it was it was scary, but I knew it was gonna work out. You know? And like I said, the turnout was crazy. The turnout was was wild. It was a packed house. So someone that was, in a way, part of the planning process, right? Because even though I was a sponsor, you, you know, you you were there to help Janelle and the whole crew out. How did that feel, like, especially because you said the nerves? Um, how did you feel through the whole planning process? I mean, I was I was mainly there to support for for Jay, um, just giving her encouragement and 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 trying to make her like when, when things would go wrong or would seem like it would go wrong or ideas exchanged weren't, you know what I'm saying? Things like that. I I just was there for encouragement just to let her know like, yo, this is what y'all been playing for the better part of a year and some change. Like, let's keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? But it was dope though. It was, it was dope to be a part of that and to see how that works. Like to see the booking and how they were booking and you know, just like that it was it was it was a dope experience. It was it was it was it was a really really good experience. Cause now, all they could do from this is go up. They can't, you know, they can't 
go down. And this show, to be honest with you, is going to be hard to top. They just have to go bigger at this point. Like, everything has to be bigger at this point. That, that was very, it's going to be a very hard show to top. I mean, the funny thing is, like, as in, first, this was my first independent show, right? Mm-hmm. Any other wrestling show I went with, with WWE. I'm trying mm-hmm. to go to AEW just for the sake of it when it comes to New York. But um, I'll be there. You know, for someone that never been to an independent wrestling show, like it was so. And to still see some of the people you've seen on Impact, on um, AEW, on TNA. Every, every major wrestling promotion. Besides WWE, was represented. Was represented here. here. So it's it was AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, I think MLW, if I'm not mistaken. Um, there, I think there was another one too. And then of course, Bad Club Pro was there. Um, it was it was very it was dope. And speaking of Battle Club Pro, they really shocked us with that announce with that. Um, announcement that they wanted Janelle to be the co-owner. Co- co-owner or co-founder? Co-owner. Co-owner. Has she, has she made her announcement yet? Is it going to be like a live televised event for Battle Club? If I, know her, if I know her, it won't be. But no, there hasn't been any announcement. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, from yesterday. So, um, I, I couldn't tell you today. They were still dope though. Like first of all, let's go so let's go around the table, right? So let's talk about the announcer a bit. Um Jeffrey Taylor. He mm-hmm. like super full of life and he wasn't like one of those announcers that you generally would see, you know, that would just do the thing and not really participate. Right. No, he was a part of it. He was a part of the show. Like he made sure, like he said, who the which who the match was sponsored by, like it's something you also kind of want to see just as an entertainer in general. Um, mm-hmm. like when we go to like some of these independent shows, and we're like, oh my god, they're just gonna start singing, they're just gonna start talking, and the host is just gonna start right, 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 right. Like he kept you captivated the entire time, and even during the breaks. Absolutely, absolutely. No, he was definitely on point. He was definitely the, the man for the job. He understood the assignment. He came correct. So shout out to Jeffrey Taylor, our special guest ring announcer. Facts. Um Saib Al Sabah versus Casey Navarro. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about that one? That was the first one? That was the very first one. That that match was great. That was a, a great, great, great way to start off. It was an amazing way to start it, but I still think Sabah should have taken it. Who won? Navarro. No, no. I think I think it was okay. I think that was okay. You know, honestly, I didn't. I either one of them could have won. I would have been okay with it. To be honest with you, for that match, that was a really, really good match and a great start off match for real. For real. Like, like I, I would have been like, 
I'm okay with the outcome in the sense of like they both put up the work, but I just felt like Saban put more into it. I'm sorry. Mm. Like that could have been different. Mm. Mm. It, was, it was like I said, it was the match served the purpose to set the to set the tone. Like they set the tone of the whole night. Like you had to really like up the ante to make every match better than that one. Like that was a great way to start it off a set. Like everybody was like, Whoa, this is what we getting for the night? For, you know what I'm saying? For, okay. So no, I, I I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah versus O'Shea Edwards. How are we feeling that about was, that? That was that was a really, really good match. Really good match. Like not even gonna hold you. O'Shea came out. It was just real bad blood between them. You could tell, like it came out. Uh, uh fucking Yaya came out. He came into the ring. He was like, I want O'Shea. And I was like, oh shit, this is about to be a fight fight. Like he was mad. O'Shea comes out, you know what I'm saying? He does his thing. And of course, you know, Yaya, look at Yaya, you look at O'Shea, it's two totally different body types. This nigga, Yaya's flying all over the place. I'm like, yo, for a dude his size, like he, yo, it was it was dope, dope match. I can always go for that. That's what I think a lot of the mainstream wrestling, well, not I won't say mainstream, because like I said, every every promotion was 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 represented except for WWE. But I think that's kind of like what WWE is missing. Like just strict bad blood. Feuds. No, they're they're actual feuds, but the feuds in WWE to me always look staged. If I didn't know any better. I would have thought Yaya O'Shea really hated each other. Like, dead ass. Dead ass. Like, like, doing it no, no different. The way he came in that room was like, give me O'Shea. I want, like, yo, okay. He came in here, he came in here looking for problems. So, I think a lot of that, I think that, I think that's, that type of storytelling, that type of captivation is what, what WWE is missing. I think that's why a lot of people are, are not happy with the product because it's just missing that, that element of like realness. Everything seems so fabricated. No, and you're right. And especially with all the cuts they're making right now, they're just taking away more and more of their whatever individuality they had left within like all three brands, they're losing it by every wrestler that they take out. Uh. That's that's another topic for another day. I don't really feel that way. When I looked at that list, and in the past few months that I've been watching wrestling, 75% of them to 80% of them have not been on TV, have not been doing anything for at least a year. For at least a year, but just getting paid. Mm, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't that's, know. A, I, that's a conversation for Tuesday. Right, you know the Bray Wyatt's and the and the the, the Braun Strowman is okay. We talking about a different type okay, of okay. But what about Braun? If you read off, if you, read off the, you gotta read off. If you well, Mercedes. Well, I had talked. I had talked with Janelle about that yesterday because I was surprised about that. But 
she had told me some shit about about that in, in any way saying that Mercedes Martinez they didn't really want someone anyway because she was older so she you know that was already like that kind of writing on was already on the wall for her but even so if you look at the list of people of that and that got cut from NXT yesterday have be honest and tell me have you seen out of the what was it eight how many did you know Leon Ruff, right? Everybody else, unless you followed them in the Indies, you didn't know who they were. So it was like, nah, I can't go back. People getting cut and and, and shit like like yo, if niggas wasn't on TV, they didn't make a good enough pressure to get themselves on TV. They didn't make themselves a star wherever they were at to push themselves to elevate themselves to where they need to be so they could be on TV. You can't do nothing about. Can't do anything about that. Everybody's on some old WWE is going out in the toilet. They, they got this, they got yo, listen, it's a billion dollar company. Yo, but everyone, money everyone by paying, that WWE. It's a billion dollar company. Yeah, but it's a billion dollar company, and there's people on the payroll <coughs> that are getting paid to sit in back in catering. So yeah, after after the pandemic of 2020, you're gonna have to make some cuts. You're gonna have to make some cuts. But back to Jabber Slam. Back to Jabber Slam. So, so yeah, no, the O'Shea O'Shea was 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 another one of my favorite matches of the night. Like, without a doubt. Like Janelle, I was sitting with Janelle. Janelle was like, you gotta watch this one. This is the one so, you gotta watch. I wish we stayed for Tasha and Big Swole, even though we came at the end. Right. Um, because we got locked out of your car. Uh-huh. Um I, I was surprised because it was the first time I really saw make gender matches. Right. So for me, especially when I was watching Masha Slanovich versus Steve Penny and I was watching him beat the living dog crap out of her. But she still ended up winning though. She she was scrappy. She was motherfucking scrappy. But she, was taking, she took a lot of punishment that match. She took a lot of punishment. I think for the, the 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 mixed gender matches, I think she took the most punishment. I feel like all the girls took like the most punishment because when you even look at the daddy, no, they all took they all took a lot of punishment. But that that very well, uh, the Darius Carter one, uh, yeah, mm. that that was the out. I think the, I think because of the outcome of the first one that we kind of say that because it's like yo she took so much damage but she triumphed but now thinking about that nigga darius carter <laughs> no yo. yo so i understand why he is the heel that everyone says he is yo um, he plays that heel character so well so well he does and then it's just like all right yeah, no, you really got to go fuck yourself. Right. No, you really have to. And yeah, I'm, nah. I'm just like, he was dog beating the shit out of her. And he then as soon as, and even that. when the match was over, but even when the match was over, you just had to be that guy, didn't you? Right. Yeah, old boy coming out that we thought was, um, we thought was Mustafa Ali. 
Nah, we thought we were Mustafa. Oh, Ali. Mini Mustafa. Uh, oh man, yo, yeah. Mikey. Me, me, and like, me and Rolando had me and Rolando had a fit, bro. So I was like, I thought that nigga was Mustafa Ali when he said that shit. I almost died, bro. Because that's yo, that's what I thought that was. You rolled up to me like, yo, Katie, that's Mustafa Ali. I'm like, no, it's not. It's stop it. But dead ass that that Mustafa Ali turned out. Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. let's, see, let's, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. So, fuck Darius Carter. Nah, but that was one of the better matches of the night, too. That no, was it top, was, but fuck Darius Carter. Yeah, no, that's top, that was top. That's probably top, top, top three. Out of the ten matches, that Darius Carter match is easy, easy number three. Easy number three. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. I that, one left, that, one, that one left that one left the impression on me the most. But I it, like for me it wasn't the best, but I, I that one I remember very clearly because I remember I remember like the sounds of him like Hitting her, like just oh, like yeah, yo, no, why, like yo? If I put my you head down, and he would like chop. He would chop her. Me and I was like, oh shit, like yo, it was, it was like, we was like, yo, he's beating the dog shit out of her. Like that shit no, was you wild. Heard, you heard her cry. You, you heard, heard that, that girl right, cry. Right, you heard that shit around the whole fucking arena. Got quiet, bro. Such We're a like, good match. Alive? Is she good, bro? Beat the dog shit out of her, bro. <laughs> that shit was uh, that shit was disrespectful. He beat the dog shit out of her, bro. But no, nah, definite top heel. Whatever he lands, he can easily be top heel with that character. Easily, I hated him the second he walked out. But the thing about him that was dope, Darius Carter, was his fucking entrance. I'm sitting next to Denon Mike. Yo, this shit is a bop. She goes, just wait. And then the, the, the extra part came on when the nigga was in the ring. And I was like, yo, like, yo, I felt it. And then she was like, just wait. And then he did it again. I was dead. I was like, yo, he, he, that dude, I said, he got it. I said, he got the entrance music. He got the entrance music. He got the heel character. He got the heel walk. It was just everything about him. His character was fire. Like, it, I tell you, that match left an impression on me. Darius, Darius Carter left an impression on me that night. As a, as a wrestler, he, he, he got a new fan. He got a new fan. Absolutely. I'm sorry, man. I'm, I get to be in a, a semi-undisclosed location, and people want to start walking in. And this, this was Monday Night Raw, and you can make a whole entrance. God, <laughs> yo, they're like, "Are you gonna go set it up?" I'm like, "Bro, I already set it up for you from where I am." He's like, "No way." I'm like, "Bro, get out." The joy of podcasting, right? Right. right. I just want to know. Is Savannah Evans okay though after all of that? Savannah Evans is fine. 
They just I'm posted sorry. her um, in the Jabba Tears group page. They posted a picture of her. I was like, oh, that's shorty that got her ass beat the other day. Bro, when we saw the ring get taken out, saw the contents of it, and seeing everyone getting the shit rocked, and speaking of getting their shit rocked, how do we feel about prolific versus Shane Taylor promotions? That was a good match just for wrestling. For black wrestling. Like, that match. really... They really ignited, like, first of all, when they when Prolific came in, they the shook the whole... Was fire. Yeah, the, yeah, entrance, they, the entrance was fire. Everyone. Yo, they yeah. literally went... Like, how Jabba Tears talks about black excellence, they literally exputed that everywhere. Yeah. The whole night really did, but that match for sure was, was the tone setter. The whole night was black excellence. Like I said, I was impressed with the referees, ringing up, I mean, everything to, you know, just the guys just watching watching Mr. Black enjoy himself. As Yo! Like, Mr. Black was litty, though. Man. Mikey, you were litty, too. Oh, I done, had, I done drank. So, uh, you know, I was lit. I had drank. I had a little honey. Little hand dog. But yeah, all the tag yeah. matches. So we didn't. So I don't know why. But the Trevor, Aeon, and Trish Adore didn't really get me that much. It was a slow piece match. It was slow. It was good. But like, like wrestling wise, it was good. Wrestling-wise, but, but I, I felt like it was more of those quieter matches. You know what I think? I think for that match, I wanted to know more of, like, the backstory and how they got there. And because I don't follow it, that yeah. kind of threw me off. It was just more or less, like, I wasn't investing in the storyline, how it built to get here, where they're fighting for a championship. So it was just like, uh But it was great. It was still a good match, though. Yeah, I felt the same way too about the Mysterious versus Mick Drake. No, but that was I, okay. I mean, was remember, a, I wasn't was okay. Feel, that was an okay filler match, just to have a match, you know, for time or whatever. No, that was a good match. It was a very. I good mean, match. we gotta remember. I don't know the whole storyline, so for me, True. like the match was great. But had I known the storylines, like for those two, I think I would have appreciated it more. I didn't know the storylines for any of them, but the way that certain, so the way that some of them came out, they commanded your attention no matter where they went. Like, just look at right. how prolific did it. Look at how, um, and and YWK the the rap Mr. Graham, that whole like four on four oh, match. Yeah. Okay, yeah, or even yeah. just how the match that we sponsored the Sea Stars versus Main Event, bro. They came in and they grabbed your attention, and that's like what wrestling has been lacking. Like, I mean, like mainstream wrestling, I guess. That had a lot of good spots that match. That the uh, Sea Stars versus Main Event, and shout out to oh. them for winning. Congratulations to them for winning that championship. Those tag championships, Battle Club tag championships, very, very good match. Very emotional for them, 
Um, and I know he had family. Um, they have family in 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 um in attendance. They had, they had everybody there. They had such yeah. a support base. And right. I don't even think their support system knew that they were gonna win. They just came to show love. Right. Right. You know, so for a moment like that, and being that it was one of the first independent wrestling events in New York since the pandemic. It was just an overall amazing night, but let's get into the Sea Stars versus main event. That's mm. our match. It was. It really it was. was. Like, like I waited. That first of all, Mikey told me it was going to be on earlier. No, I thought it was going to be on earlier. I I thought it was going to be on right after the intermission. That's what I thought. You know, instead. But it fell right. It fell right on the card where it needed to fall. Yeah. It fell right on the card where it needed to fall. It was the second to last was, match. It was probably the most emotional match of the night. Yeah, because um, the way that you see the camaraderie between the Sea Stars, um, because the Sea Stars, from what you told me, they knew they were gonna give up the title, right? They, yeah, they had to know. They had to. So, being that they knew they were giving it up the title. The fact that they did it to some with somebody that they knew, because that's how they made it sound like that they all knew each other, they all came up together. So to be able to just pass the baton to to the to someone they know, I think it just means a lot. It's it's kind of as if it was like, um. How we always talk about, like, the tag. Think of it like this: the new day in the U. So it's had tag team championships, and they bring and they um. They pass it down to like the street profits and right. Somebody like else. passing it a torch. The next generation. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it. But it's not next generation own comrades. Right. Right. You know, so yeah. I don't know. It just warms my heart. And to see, you know, first of all, those girls can fight. They're good, bro. They're good. They could. Like, great tag team. Very cohesive. You know, they know their spots. Everything was good. Very good. I was very impressed. The whole night was impressive, man. I can't just, I can't stress that enough. Jobless Slam 2021. Like, I tell you, if you go on that hashtag, you'll see the pictures. There's videos. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had great, great, great time. I don't think anybody came out of there or left there feeling. I mean, like unless, they, unless their favorite person lost. Um, or unless they just don't, you know. If you didn't enjoy Jabra Slam, then you, must you don't like not. wrestling. No, you don't like You're wrestling. You're not a wrestling fan. You're not a wrestling fan. You don't like wrestling. You came here to support somebody that was here, but you don't like wrestling. You don't enjoy wrestling, and that would be the only way you didn't like that show. You know, Mikey, I sit here, and I was just like, and I and I keep talking about big dick energy, right? Because you walked out of there. You walked out of Jarvis with the most confidence. If you didn't feel that surge of energy from every fan and it didn't stick with you for at least a week, 
Nabi. Yeah, no. You're absolutely right. Like everybody left there with a higher on a higher vibration, man. Like for real. Like we were talking about I hadn't come down from Jobber Slam until at least Wednesday. But at least Wednesday, like I was annoying Janelle with that shit. Like, so now that Jobber Slam's over, what we doing? Like I like I had it. I I told about Jabber Slam, you know what I'm saying? Like for days, for days. Like I was really. And if you come to Jabber Slam and you were supposed to. That's not. That's not something that that. That's one. That was one of those shows for me that I always like. It was staying in mind. It's gonna stay embedded. Like I always remember, like my my first Joe concert. I always remember um like my first wrestling event when we went to Tampa. Like I don't like Jobber Slam is is there. Like like, like oh yeah. I, that's one of those memories. No matter where you go, if I'm in if I'm driving down Best Eye, Jobber Slam is gonna be the first the first thing that comes to my mind. Like very good show. I'm so proud of them and happy that they were able to get that dream together and and put it together cohesively and just get it out there and it was for the love of wrestling not for money nothing it wasn't for monetary gain it wasn't for none of it. it was just for the love of wrestling it was just something yeah, it was the Jabba Tears podcast and battle club pro wanted to give to the fans you know what i'm saying some solid great storytelling great wrestling camaraderie fucking networking like oh yeah because if you didn't because I ended up meeting like, and you know, I had like, so, so I, I finally got to meet the Dirty Heels podcast. Yeah, you with, said they wanted to do something with us, right? Yeah, so they want to do a crossover show with us. Okay. Uh, I'm at the Pretty Heels podcast. Okay. Shout, shout out to them. First of all, the swag that they put in my in my my bag. Thank you. Swag bag. Swag bag. Well, those swag bags. Yo, look at my fucking shirt, though. Peep the motherfucking shirt, though. Yeah, the job is answered. Mine's in the wash. Like, had I known that, Mikey, I would have put stuff in the swag bag, too. I'm just saying. But um, yeah. we met them. We met the Off the Top Road podcast. Okay. Really dope people. I don't know. I know the people from Run the Digits were there, but I don't remember if we actually spoke with them. Uh huh. Did you see them? No. You know where I was the whole night, so. I mean, you were semi boot loving. It's okay. No, I wasn't really boot loving that night, but I, you know, where I was. Now you were all over the place. No, I was, I was, I was really just trying to be emotional support because I knew it was going to be emotional for her to be in that space and, that, and you know, especially with her mom there and everything. So I was, I, I stayed over there to be, to give her the help that she needed. If it, you know, not crazy. And I'm sure she appreciated that too because she did amazing. But yeah, again, because she's superwoman. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, who did you end up meeting over there? You did the pre-show too with Big with Big Baby. Yeah, I did the pre-show with with with, with Big Baby. 
which is cool. You know, we talked about what it was like coming into Jabba Slam and, and, and you know, talked about, of course, uh, you know, I shouted out IV Productions and I shouted out uh, ET. Um, we just chopped it up, talked about what, was, what we were expecting, what matches we were looking forward to, um, things like that. But it was dope. Yeah, it was, it was dope. So I got to kick it with Brooklyn Black for a little bit. Um, shout out to Brooklyn Black. Happy shout belated. out to pre game radio, all of that. Yo, we chopped it up for a second, you know. But it was just, yo, it was just, yo, a bunch of wrestling geeks, you know what I'm saying, all together to watch a, a fucking wrestling show, bro. It couldn't, it couldn't have gotten better than that, bro. I wish, I wish that the world could be like that, man, where everybody could just come together and just, we're going to fuck around and watch this show. And and it wasn't no okay. problems. Nobody nobody no, no, fucking had no fights. None of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's the kind of shit I like, man. Like let's just all chill. Let's relax. See, watch this show. It was by the fans for the fans. Correct. Correct. Okay. Because the Jobby Tears podcast started by a group of people who were just fans of the culture. Correct. And it is once again like it brings back to the point that they make sure they give back to the culture, you know, not just the wrestling culture, the black wrestling culture, the black community as a whole, but even then, you still saw people of different walks of life there help helping out and representing because they just fuck with the overall mission. Awkward pause. No, you're right. You okay over there? Yeah, no, I'm chilling. I was listening to you. Oh, my bad. You just had a long pause. I was just like, damn. No, I was listening to you. I got I got my mini me about to come in here. Oh, you mm -hmm. mean the mic? Yeah, he's gonna join us, I guess. He's gonna join us? Oh, are we gonna talk about Java Sam with him? We're gonna talk wrestling. Let's see. Let's see what you're looking for. Hold on. What's up? I'm coming back inside. Yeah, I'm just doing this little podcast real quick. It's TT Katie. Say hi to TT Katie. Say hi, Katie. Katie, Hi, Katie. Hi, are you going to come join the podcast with us? Huh? Yeah, you can stay outside. He wants me to come inside. Enjoy the podcasting. Listen, it is what it is. But, nah. No, listen. Everything from top to bottom, man. You said for the fans, by the fans. For the fans, by the fans. Great, Who great would you top to bottom. Next year? So now that they made a card, Yo, this it's crazy. It's crazy. Janelle asked me that the next day. She asked me that the next day. I, I just. But one person that comes to mind for me would be would be uh Queen Aminata. That would be one that I would want to see come come through and 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 show. Because I got she's one of those wrestlers that at my first my first indie show in, in Tampa that I I went to. She was the main event, and she won the championship. But the way she moves in that ring, the shit she talks in it like I. Automatic fan. Anything that she does, I'm a support. Automatic fan. 
automatic. That's he, one that I would love to see. I need the main. I need another main event one. Like I, I really, thought, I, I really liking to them. I'd love to see prolific again. I'd I would love. love again. I need. I need Savannah Evans to kick the rock shit out of Darius Carter again. That's a rematch, Jabba Slam rematch. I need a Jabba Slam rematch so she could kick his ass. You know, I'll be for it. I'll be for it. I need a Sir Wilkins match. Hopefully, that'll happen in the next one. I definitely need to see Sir Wilkins in the ring because that was one that I was looking forward to. Sir Wilkins versus Darius Carter. I would do that. Oh. Oh. Ooh. 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 Can you just imagine <laughs> yeah, all that's the wild. Shit out of Darius Carter though? Wait, come that's on. Wild. After that's all the shit you hear him talk about on the podcast to have him sit stand right in front of him in a motherfucking ring. Yo, that would be fire. Low key. And that will be the one Ivy production sponsored. <laughs> I, I, and I've never seen Wilkins wrestle, so I don't know. I know that what he was supposed to do on Job Slam, I believe, was supposed to be his first match, like his debut match. But, um, no, I've never seen him. I've seen him take bumps, you know, the videos that he played. I've seen him do all of that. I've never seen him actually, like, wrestle. Like, I've never seen him do any, you know, wrestling. So that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I'm just saying. I don't know and if that. I, I don't know if that. And I got my money on Wilkins for that match. Think Darius Carter gonna put him over? What? Think Darius Carter gonna put him over? I think he will. I I don't know, bro. That that man is a a a. That's a heels heel, bro. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, listen. Set that shit up. <laughs> Set that shit up. So, so once again, if if the Wilk, if Sir Wilkins is watching this, okay, we have a very special message for you for Jabba Slam twenty twenty two. We want to see Darius Carter versus Sir Wilkins. Yeah, nah, I could, I could see that. I could. That Darius Carter is a tall motherfucker, though, bro. But Wilkins is not tall. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, man, stop hating on my short people. No, it's not anything. It's just, it's an optics thing. The, the scrappy underdog versus the 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 petty heel. Yo, because think of it like this, though. Think of it like versus fucking Great Khali. Yo, that's, that's what it would look like. That sounds kind of lit. I mean, it would look like, not match wise, of course, but that's what it would look like optically. Like looking at them two, yeah. But no, I would. Whoever they decide that if he if he is able or eligible to wrestle, 
at the next show or at any show before then. Um, that would be dope to see him do that. Then that would be good for him. All I'm just saying, though, if we can't get Wilkins to beat the crap out of Darius Carter, can we get Savannah Evans back? Yeah, listen. I would love to see that. But I'm really hoping that they put a couple of more shows, honestly, before they do Jabba Slim. Because then it could be like the road to Jabba Slim, like an actual road to Jabba Slim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. I'm sure that I, I, if I know them, they're planning some shit. After, after last week, yeah, I know they're planning some shit. So, we'll I remember talking to Black the other day. And I go and I'm like, how do you feel now that you did this? You know, he's like, honestly, I feel like I could do anything after this now. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we was going to get a job into his podcast on Thursday. And they was just going to yeah. talk, sit, and gloat. But they took a much needed break. Yeah, I think so, they deserve the break. We could talk absolutely. shit and gloat. I said, no. listen, that's that's fine, too. I wasn't. I said, if y'all wanted to take the break, that's fine. I just, I low-key am excited for Thursday because I want them to talk shit all podcast long. All podcast long. They deserve it. They deserve it. Oh, no. They definitely are. They just needed a week to themselves after all of that. No, and that's fair and understood. I just want them to talk. I don't even want them to talk no wrestling. I just want them to talk about Jabra Slam and talk they shit. Because I told them, I told all the three of them individually, and I tell Janelle on the regular. Niggas can't talk to them no type of way no more. And this was from yeah. before Jabra Slam. It was before Jabra Slam. Like, no, but see, they are, so they've done so much better for themselves since. I don't even know the pen. It seemed like during the pandemic, it was their time. Like they were, they were able, they were able to move a lot, even though shit was stunted. They were able to grow the brand to what it is today during the pandemic. Because they, you know they, they were always they were able to do make a reach, reach here, talk here. You know what I'm saying? Like they've had Stevie Ray on the show. They've had. D-Lo on the show. Like, bro, who's getting those types of they interviews? They asked Guerrero before she stopped wrestling. Right, right. Like, where, who, where y'all getting... Who, what, what wrestling podcast is getting those type of interviews? No one. Stone Cold? Ugh. Chris Jericho? That's about it. They deserve they deserve all the accolades and all the rest that they want, bro. They deserve oh, it. No, if we don't see them on podcast this week, we understand why. No, they'll be on podcast this week. They'll be there. I, I told them that. Hold on real quick. My boy about to highlight. Yo, yo. Chilling, man. You good? It's been good, man. <laughs> so, Mikey, any final comments about our experience with? No, nah, just over, just overall, it was, it was, 
something that if you miss it, you missed it. And you'll never get that again. You'll never get that experience. Like you'll come to the one next year and it will not be the like same. how this year is what for any for anybody who was here for this one, the next one may be better, but it won't have the same feeling. It won't have the same feeling. This one was special. You may go over the top, and maybe you know they may go bigger and better, and you know what I'm saying. And the budget might be bigger, whatever it is that they decide they're gonna do, and how they're gonna move, or whatever. It, for us who were there in attendance, this first one will always be special. Oh It'll yeah, always be special. You know, and that's it really because mm. what a good day to be a fan. I was so happy. I was so I was so happy to be a wrestling fan because I grew up at a time where it was taboo. That's it was you couldn't be no wrestling fan out loud. As a female, no. Shit, as a male, period. As it back, see, we got a ten year difference. Back when when I was coming up, yo, wrestling fans was like in a group, and we was ducked off. Like we wasn't with everybody else, and it was only so many of us, and 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 like it, it was almost something that people made fun of, like, "Oh, wrestling is fake. How could you watch that?" Blah blah blah. Like during that, like niggas wasn't proud to be wrestling fans then. This shit let me know that the community has grown. People, the way people look at wrestling has grown. Like it was just, it was dope, dope time for me. From where I started at as a wrestling fan to where I am now, it was just dope. It was dope to see all that. Oh no, most definitely. Like I always say, they always like they're very inclusive with their, um, with their fans. Yeah. Uh, always saying it. Like I've always felt welcome, even the times that I didn't feel welcome because just of how I was raised. I wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. Right. Wrestling with a boy thing. A girl can't like wrestling. Right. So. To be part of a community that fosters like inclusivity like this, it's amazing. And I'm so happy for for Java Tears and I'm so happy for Battle Club Pro. Once again, congratulations on an amazing event. If you weren't there to job a slam above the ring, you're never gonna get this type of feeling. Um and you know what? I can't wait for next year because that means as a fan, we're gonna see the progression. Yeah. You know. So but if y'all wanna if y'all wanna come out and, and thank them, come to the SummerSlam Doom Party at Legends. Yeah, come to the SummerSlam Doom Party at Legends. We're setting we're setting we're we I we're in talks to set up another wins challenge. And so if, you, if it goes maybe a tag. Huh? No, it may be a tag. Why not a rematch? No rematch? Well, one, I can be honest with you. I know that in my present state, I won't be able to beat Logan. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even be at a fraction to where I was as close as I was to beating him. Like I wouldn't even I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Because I, I, I'm not eating meat anymore. But I will eat meat for the wings challenge. 
if we're gonna have the wings challenge, if we're gonna do it, I'll, I'll for one night, I'll eat chicken. For one night, you heard that, guys. I dropped Michael Bostick will eat chicken with Sir um, Wilkin against who? Um, we were we were saying Big Baby and, and uh, uh, Lawrence, uh, aka Mr. Hidden with the wee wee, uh, from <laughs> Bros. Um, so we no, it, it, listen, I've never seen Jay Green, so big, I don't know. My money's on that. Big Baby and Lawrence, then. I'm sorry. My, I, just know, I just know that I watched Lawrence, so I don't have to, I'm not worried about Lawrence. Yeah, but so you I, haven't eaten me, bro, but you haven't eaten I me. Still, I, still, I still watch them. I, my problem would be I'd feel it the next day. I wouldn't feel it then. I would feel it the next day. So I wouldn't worry about that. In that aspect, but no, me and Wilkins as a tag for some wind shit will fuck anybody up. I don't have, I don't have no doubt in my mind of that. No doubt in my mind. You but know that I'm might happen. I don't know. It was something that was thrown in the air, so that may happen, may or may not happen. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But there may be a wings challenge at the SummerSlam viewing party, which will be on Saturday. The twenty-first of August, um, followed by, I think there's an MMA fight also that night, um, and I think Sunday something is is on Sunday. I think NXT is on Sunday this year. NXT, right? NXT is on Sunday, so it's a pack. It's gonna be a packed uh, weekend event. It's also Live Johnson's birthday. We got some shit that weekend. We we're celebrating Live Johnson's birthday that weekend also. Shout out to my partner in EDC. Oh Live yeah, Johnson. Live is coming to Live is coming to Legends. Uh I think so. coming to Legends so we could get him drunk and hopped up on chicken. I don't think so. We're not gonna get him hopped up on chicken? No, no. Oh, okay. So we're gonna find some way to celebrate Live's birthday that won't include him getting hopped up on chicken. Celebrating Live Johnson all weekend, all week. What the seven days of Live Johnson? <gasps> Yo, Rosalind could do a tribute to Live Johnson. The seven days of Live Johnson leading up to his birthday. Boom. There you go. We're gonna find there seven Live Johnson videos. <laughs> Do you want to put the, the one that the one in front of his crib too? Oh, we could do that. Definitely could do that. <laughs> could definitely do that. I'm about my business, so you could definitely play that. That's my shit. That's how. That's that's how I met Live Johnson. I met Live Johnson's live one. Uh, all about my. I'm about my business. That's how I met Live Johnson. So we gonna, like we're that. gonna let Michael Bosti curate the best of live Johnson here on Robin. I'd be all for it. I'd be all for it. He's gonna get so mad when he sees this. Yeah. In my defense, love, I said I wanted to to give you chicken and alcohol. Facts. 
So, Mikey, before right. the boy comes to get you. I don't even know where he went. He wants to go back upstairs. But, yeah. Where can they find to get me. Oh, y'all can find me at everywhere underscore Hill Classic. Also, follow me at The Grammar Jerk on IG and TikTok to watch Keep Up With My Grammar Jerk series. Um, What's uh, the I think topic? I'm gonna do, I think I'm going to do white people, white people. Um, for Raw Zone. For, this, for Raw Zone. Um, yeah, come up with your white people, white people, a.k.a. the double day. Yeah, and then we'll be, yeah. But yeah, now y'all can follow me there. All my music is on all streaming platforms. Bad is out everywhere. All streaming platforms. Love stories out everywhere. All streaming platforms. A love story too will be on October. And then also, you know, don't forget to vote for us for Fox. best podcast slash radio best show. Podcast. Also, know, uh, uh, nominated uh, in the same category as the Job Tears podcast. So yeah, definitely vote for Job Tears too. So love for them too. They work yeah. hard to give they that content. They work hard. They play hard. So, absolutely. So it's your homegirl Ivy. Um, Mikey, thanks for chilling with me today. We haven't done this in a while. Nah, it's been a while. It's been a while. We gotta do this again soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But on Tuesday, we coming back. We got um. That'd be so great. I don't know why I've been bogging out lately. Like you know when you have things on the top of your too head. Too much shit going on. Too much shit going on at once. Yeah, I know. Yo, I know that. More than, that I know that better than you would think. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What we got? It's like can't we have Karrion Rose in the motherfucking building? I kept seeing Karrion Cross. That's why I was having issues saying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday we back, eight to ten. Killian Rose. Well this Killian is Rose. inside the I keep thinking I'm gonna keep saying Karrion Cross, that's why. <laughs> but but at least on when uh, on Tuesday we'll talk about how crap NXT has been. I haven't been watching it, so I don't know. It's not even NXT has been crap, but just like, whoa. Okay. Did yeah. you? I so I got a, a notification from Sparrow, and they said AEW star Darby Allen accused of rape by ex girlfriend. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. We're going to have to do some investigating. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, let me pull up the YouTube. This was reported by NWO News. This just in. Whoa. Whoa. That's wild. This just in. And Darby Allen's supposed to be the next big thing, bro. He could, he, he's supposed to be the face of that company. He's the one. Oh. Okay, hold on. Superstar. Share screen. 
This just in. According to NW News, AEW wrestler Darby Allen has been accused of abusing and sexually assaulting his ex-girlfriend. More, more to you. Here's to you, Sparrow. Sorry. Darby Allen, the AEW uh, superstar who was well on his way to uh, to superstardom. Um, he, this guy has an amazing fan base. He was accused of abuse by an independent wrestler named Holly Cromwell. Was it Holly Cromwell? I'm tired of so fucking tired. I don't even care anymore. Darby Allen abused me. He abused me, and I'm tired of being called liar by fans who have no idea the shitty person really is. Somehow, no one remembers. I'll never forget how you treated me like shit. Now, she, when the whole speaking out movement came out uh, for um, abuse in professional wrestling, she actually came out uh, last year and said that somebody had did it, but she didn't want a name drop. Um, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, she sure did name drop. This is uh, Haley, a uh, Harley Cromwell, independent wrestler. That's the young lady right there. Accused Darby Allen of sexually, uh, not sexually abusing her, abusing her. It could have been physically, like hitting on her. Um, and I, it, this speaks more volumes to the stands of that wrestling promotion AEW because they are a group of people that would jump on WWE fans and stands in a product for just yes. about any. Anything Facts. that was uh, produced by Cody Rhodes or Tony Khan, they will jump on it. Facts. When this happens or this comes up, you don't hear too much They're about right. it. Right. Or Facts. they'll be called this young lady a liar or she's not telling the truth and she's not being honest. That's exactly what those fans of that promotion would do. Facts. I tell people all the time, AEW fans are delusional. Facts. They are delusional. They, they, Facts. Every week they say that they're crushing uh, the the World Wrestling Entertainment promotion and ratings. Every week they say that, except they are usually third on the list because it's SmackDown, Raw, AEW, and NXT. Back SmackDown in the United win. States. And then after that is probably Impact on Access TV. So every week they, they are delusional people. And they ha they hate WWE so much that they will want to to say or do anything that makes their promotion look bad. I need I need to share And she's not afraid. If you go to her, her Twitter page, the the original post she put out last year on June eighteenth is up there and she retweeted it and just said, you know what, it was Darby Allen. Darby Allen did it. That was and it? And, and the young man is amazing in the ring. He's an amazing talent. But he has to be held accountable to the same standards that you will hold any other wrestling from any other promotion. Any other wrestler from any other promotion. And we have to quit the delusion, AEW stands. Quit the delusion. They said that this was going to be a revolutionary brand. They've been doing the same thing WWE do. They WWE has the casket match. They got the coffin match. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that I, I would give them credit and AEW is a fine product game. in itself. I give them. I'm credit gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why. After, I'm gonna tell you why. With their booking, unlike the WWE, I give them credit with. Continue. 
No, so so Sparrow has said me, me and him. If there's one thing me and Sparrow agree on, is wrestling and shit. And I love Sparrow. Sparrow's my guy. Shout out to him and NWO, the whole family, the whole team, all of that. Sparrow's my guy. And the one thing he said one time, oh, and he was on our show when he was when he was on Welcome to the World Zone. We had DTF. Um, he said the one thing that you do, Michael Bostic, is that you would defend me and get on that fucking post and get on them AEW fans when they wrong. Absolutely. So anytime Sparrow posts on something, if Sparrow going troll, Michael Bostic going troll too. Absolutely. I will never let them stand the AEW stands gang up on Suplex Sparrow. But yeah, you were giving you looking like the Power Ranger yesterday. Who? Y'all were no, that, no, that's that's love though. That's love. That's different. That's love. That was the TLC That's love. That's love. Yeah, no, yeah, that's love. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing when he put that on. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing when he put that on. I need that nigga did that shit on purpose. There's nothing that that man doesn't do that's not purpose. That's not that does not have a purpose. He knew what he was doing when he did that. He knew what he was doing. That's why I played along with the game. But no, he is uh, 100%, 110% correct about AEW stands. Now, what I will say is does AEW put on a better product sometimes? Debatable. Some days yes, some days no. Depends on what you want. But those AEW stands will come on a WWE post or will come. Niggas are not even thinking about AEW. These niggas love AEW so much that they'll sit and watch Raw as bad as Raw is and then make a post and say, so are y'all ready to come to AEW yet? Like, my nigga, did you watch a whole episode of Raw to say that shit? Like, are you serious? Like, literally... 11.02. That was trash. Y'all ready to watch AEW? Get out of here, man. That Like, y'all sat and watched the whole episode of Raw, got into it, got into the storylines to come on and say it's trash. Like, nah. AEW stands, a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are delusional as fuck. As fuck. Like I said, when I told you, first of all, when I started watching AEW, I kind of like the... It brought them, it brought attitude era vibes like we always talked about, brought WCW vibes, brought, you know. I didn't think it really brought much of a mind, uh, like a lot of people when we've spoken about this, right? How they wanted the Monday Night War type of feel when they were on the same day the next week. But being that it's not that anymore, it really doesn't make no difference to me. But even like on a comment that Jericho made, like after whole, the whole Vince talking about how. You know, they don't care what AEW does. Well, AEW don't give a fuck what you do. In the end of the day, if the other brand doesn't give a fuck either. They do. They do. They both do. But then again, they both do. WWE does not care about anything AEW is doing. And I'm going to tell you why. There's not one time on a WWE program that there's even a shot, mention, a comment, something under their breath about any other promotion in the fucking world. 
sometimes they may say something akin to go back to the Indies or they might bring up a uh, uh, Ring of Honor if they worked there. But nobody has ever gone on WWE and slandered AW ever. Chris Jericho, fucking uh, uh, um, who the other other one that go in there and, and, and slander fucking WWE? Ah, I can't think of who it was. A whole bunch of them, a whole bunch of them old time niggas that that over there. They all slander WWE. The young bucks. Always, what's up, Pop? Always slander WWE. Every they care. It's not a war, it's an imaginary war. Like, there's a pool over there, mm-hmm. but I can't go in. Uh-uh. But I'm going to go in there. I'm just playing with the water. Okay. But yeah, the that's, that's the problem. That's the problem. The problem is AEW fans, AEW stands want this to be another Monday Night War, and it's never gonna be. It's never gonna be. And until until AEW starts breaking new wrestlers and making them stars, it's never gonna be. You get all of the big shows and the Mark Henrys. That if you want to get the Bray Wyatt to see them on. Daniel, bro, you can get all of them all you want. Those are established stars. All that's going to do is bring people to your brand. When they're gone, it's over. If they don't start bringing in these new stars, long-term, longevity, future-type stars, they're never going to make it. Or promote the ones that they fucking have. Or you know what we could just do? Say fuck all the brands and just watch Jabber Slam. No, I don't want to do that. Definitely want to do that. Definitely want to do that. Everybody has a are entitled to like what you like. You if you don't like WWE, you don't. Shit, I fucking hate WWE half the time. But it's, gotta, it's it's not they, like I said. It, it's a war in everybody's head. These are people who grew up were too young to understand what what the Monday Night Raw or Monday Night Wars were really like. They weren't in it like that at that time. They weren't. I feel you. They read they read about Monday Night Wars on Wikipedia. Or they watched they watched the the, the, the documentary on the on the WWE network. Shout out to when, when it was the WWE Network. When it was the WWE Network. Watching watching the Monday Night Wars documentary. So now they feel like they know anything. They watch a few WrestleMania videos, or a few fucking uh, uh, YouTube shit, and think they know everything. So then they, they say, oh, well, WWE is not like it was in the Attitude Era, not like it was in the Ruthless Aggression Era. I don't want to watch anymore. Fucking AEW comes out of nowhere and says, we're going to be innovative and, and, and different, and we're going to be the, we're gonna be the show that everybody wants to watch, and they do the exact same shit. Every fucking Cody is fucking Triple H light. Come on, man. AEW stands got to chill. They got to. They didn't want to hear the real. They're delusional as fuck, and that's where the suplex battle. I think that's the best way to end this podcast today, sir. Yes, ma'am. 
So once again, you can find us everywhere at NYC. You can follow the Heel Classic at underscore Heel Classic. Grammar Jerk is out everywhere. Stay tuned for a new segment on Tuesday. And welcome to the Raw Zone called White People, White People Wing. Right. Where Michael Bostic will bring out the character flaws in my Caucasian people. There's a bunch. But we're going to have fun with that. We're going to have fun with that. But on that note, we are out. Peace.